بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد respected friends and elders Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam often mentioned and cited to Sahaba radiyallahu anhum the examples of the people of the past so that the ummah may take a lesson so that we may avoid falling into the same trap falling into the same mistakes as those before us among such incidents that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam shared with the Sahaba radiyallahu anhum was of the three people whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to test. These were three people who were already in a position of test. They were three sick people. One who was a leper, the second was a bald person, and the third was a blind man. Despite them being ill and sick, the hadith says that that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to test them. Generally, we identify tests as difficulty. That if a difficult condition has come upon someone, then he is being tested by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And undoubtedly, that is one way in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests us. But like Allah tests with difficulty, Allah also tests us with prosperity, with luxury, with favor and ni'mat from His side. وَنَبْلُوكُمْ بِالشَّرِّ وَالْخَيْرِ فِتْنَةِ Allah says, and we test you, in both ways, with difficulty, with bad, wal khair and good. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to test these three people, so He sent the angel in the form of a, an angel to, in the form of a man, to each one. So the angel first comes to the leper and asks him that, what is your heart's desire, what is your wish? He says, I wish that I am, I am cured from this disease of leprosy, people don't like to be near me. People treat me like dirt. I feel odd in society. So then the angel makes dua and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cures him. Thereafter he is asked, what form of wealth or livestock do you prefer? So he requested cattle and he was blessed with a pregnant cow and dua was made, may Allah give you barakat. The next person was visited, the bald man Similar conversation, what do you wish for in life? He says, I wish to be cured from this uh, disease that I have, that no hair grows on my head and I'm so young. When he's cured, then he's asked as to which form of livestock, that, uh, which form of livestock he prefers. He asked for camels and he was given a pregnant camel and dua for barakat was made. The blind man also, the same thing, he asked to be cured of his uh, blindness and the livestock he preferred was goats or sheep. And dua for barakat was made for him. And they were left in this condition. Now this was the test on the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah was testing them with prosperity. So after some time had passed, the angel came back to them in the form of the same man according to some commentators. In the form of a man, but according to some, the form of the same man that came to them the first time. So he went to the leper first again, and then he goes to him in, the con- in, in a condition of need. He says, I'm a traveler and I have lost my conveyance and there's no way I can reach my destination. You are here in the middle of the valleys. I need to continue my journey and reach home without the help of Allah and thereafter your assistance, I can't make it home. So this person, the valley was filled with with his animals, with his cows and cattle. 
but he couldn't spare one also. So his reply was, you know, this, I got so much of commitments, like how we hear today also. There's so much of commitments, there's so much of expenses on my head. I can't spare even one animal to give you, I'm sorry. So then this angel in the form of a human tells him that, Ka'anni a'rifuk, you know, I think I recognize you, I think I know you. Weren't you once upon a time a leper? People used to treat you like dirt. And Allah gave you shifa, Allah cured you. You were a poor man, Allah blessed you with all of this. So this is the actual point of where he failed his test. He says, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And this wealth that I have, this innama warithtuhu kabiran an kabir. I never saw poverty in my life. This I got as inheritance. In other words, my parents, my father had this, and now my, my great-grandfather, or my grandfather had it. So this was passed on from generations. So the angel then tells him, if you are lying, then may Allah return you to the condition that you were in. When he goes to the second person, the one who was bald, he asks him also to assist him in his journey. The same kind of response. That person also remained arrogant and he says, I don't know what you're talking about. I never saw poverty in my life and this is something I inherited. The same curse is issued to him that if you are lying, then may you be returned to that condition that you were in. And then when the angel reaches the blind man, the person who was blind previously, and he tells him, you know, in the name of Allah, I'm asking you. As soon as he asks him for help, immediately the blind man himself speaks up. And he says, you're asking me in the name of that Allah who cured me. I was once upon a time blind. Allah gave me shifa. Allah gave me my sight back. I was a poor man. Allah blessed me with whatever is here. خُذْ مَا شِئْتْ Take how much you want and leave how much you want. Take as much as you need and you know, and fulfill your need and go home. So at that point then the angel turns to him and tells him that no, no, I don't really have any genuine need. This was a test from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And may Allah grant you barakah and further barakah in what he has given you. You have passed the test and your other two companions have failed the test. The moral here, respected friends and elders, is that those first two people, they forgot their beginning. They forgot where they came from. They forgot their past. They forgot how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala favored them. How Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them shifa. How Allah blessed them with wealth. When once upon a time they never had good health, they never had wealth. And the last person, the third person, the one who was blind, he remembered that I was in a, in a, in a pitiful state myself one day. I was also in need like this person. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fulfilled my need. So in turn I need to assist those around me. Ulama explain that that person who has his past in front of him, he has what was behind him in front of him, he won't go off the, off the path. He will remain on the Sirat al-Mustaqim. Because he will always remember that that was my condition. And now this is my condition. But if a person chooses to forget, then very easily he can be swayed. Very easily he will fail this test from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is one lesson we get from here. That we should always remember where we came from. Remember the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number two, like I mentioned at the beginning, that like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests us with difficulty, Allah tests with prosperity also. Let us identify that also as a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If a person is sick, or all of a sudden there are, there are some issues in his life, some problems in his business maybe, or health issues, etc., then we consider this to be a test. We turn more to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we ask Allah to remove the difficulty, and definitely so, there's nobody else that can remove that condition 
Allah is the one who brings the condition. Allah will take the condition away. But likewise, when that condition is removed, when a person is enjoying a purple patch, when a person is enjoying prosperity from Allah, at that time too he needs to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At that time also, he needs to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in gratitude. عَجَبًا لِأَمْرِ الْمُؤْمِنِ إِنَّ أَمْرَهُ كُلَّهُ لَهُ خَيْرٍ The hadith says, how wonderful is the matter of a believer. Every condition is good for him. إِنْ أَصَابَتْهُ شَكَرَ فَكَانَ خَيْرًا If he is engulfed, if he has acquired prosperity, wealth, then he makes shukr that is good for him. وَإِنْ أَصَابَتْهُ صَبَرَ فَكَانَ خَيْرًا And if he is afflicted with hardship and adversity and difficulty, then he makes sabr and that is good for him. So in both conditions we need to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even in the condition of prosperity, luxury, affluence, we are enjoying the amats of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, don't forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some of the sahaba radiallahu anhum had mentioned, some books reference it to Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Awf radiallahu anhu, some mention it from Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu, when they said, Bulina bidarra fasabarna. When we were tested with difficulty from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we bore that, we were patient, we passed that test. But when Allah tested us with affluence and luxury, then we could not hold ourselves. Then we did not, that obviously was the tawadu, that is the humility of Sahaba radiallahu anhum. But this is to show us that see, prosperity, how easy it is for a person to fail that test. The Sahabi is saying that, you know, when prosperity came upon us, then we didn't pass that test. And again here, look at the lesson from the, these were three people. From three of them, the majority failed the test. The majority failed the test of prosperity. One passed the test of prosperity. Generally, that's the condition among us respected friends and elders. That, that when prosperity comes, we don't realize that this is a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And lastly, a lesson we can draw from this incident is that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses us like that with unexpected change, unexpected good, unexpected abundance of wealth, then make a habit of sharing it with those around you as well. These people were in such a pitiful condition. It may have never been in their wildest of dreams, firstly to come out of that illness that they had. And over and above that, they were given shifa plus so much of wealth. That the valley was filled with the animals thereafter. So much of barakat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says in a hadith of Bukhari Sharif, that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses you with unexpected wealth, then you must accept it also as a ni'mat of Allah and spend on those around you and give sadaqah. That is exactly what the third person did. And when he did that, he secured his wealth. His wealth never decreased because not one was taken from him. And the first two, when they remained selfish, and they said, no, we have too much of expenses, and they chose not to share that wealth that Allah gave them, and especially something that they hardly worked for. We are encouraged generally to give sadaqah from all wealth. A man's hard earnings also he must give sadaqah, and that is more rewarding inshallah, more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But if somebody can't give sadaqah from wealth that was given to him unexpectedly, how is he going to give sadaqah from hard-earned wealth? So in the hadith we get this we get this lesson from this incident and clearly a clear directive from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in another hadith. When Allah, when Allah blesses you with unexpected abundance of wealth, then don't hoard it only for yourself. Accept it as a ni'mat of Allah and spend on those around you and give sadaqah. Inshallah from the hadith we understand that this will secure the balance of the wealth and Allah will give us additional barakah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. Wa